Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. And Nigel Show, 93 I'm Nigel, Tony Kennett, Daily Signal filling in for Jason Hammer. You tweeted out something interesting I, I wanted to ask you about, uh, talking about helping teachers leave the Indiana State Teachers Association. Before we get to that, just give us, people might not be familiar with your background in education. Just start from the beginning, where you've been, your resume, where you've worked, and where you are now. Uh, yeah, I've taught in a lot of different uh, schools in, in Wisconsin and Indiana. Taught in Knightstown, taught at Lawrence North. I was the science administrator at uh, IPS, directed science over there for a bit. Uh, before they let me go for uh, exposing critical race theory and some other shenanigans going on in the district, and uh, ran Chalkboard Review Education Publication for a couple of years, and now I'm the uh, investigative columnist over at the Daily Signal. I think one, I think one of the things you were called in uh, at IPS for uh, in the HR department was appearing on Tucker Carlson. Was that uh, was that an egregious mistake on your part? They were very, was- very upset. There were emails being sent in <laughs> that I didn't mention their names at all on the segment. They said, I didn't yeah. agree to be put on Tucker Carlson. It's like, sweetie, no one put you on Tucker Carlson. But <laughs> so yeah, funny. I was I was called in to address that. So your tweet earlier, so that's your background in education, education journalism, and you write for the Daily Signal now. You're an investigative journalist. You uh, wrote these words on Twitter today or yesterday. Today, I helped my 200th teacher leave the Indiana State Teachers Association. That's $200,000 annually, no longer going to teachers unions. Tell me about that tweet. Yeah, so in Indiana, the largest teachers union, there are a couple of them, uh, but most are members of the ISTA. That is the Indiana State Teachers Association. It's a branch of the NEA run by Becky Pringle, and it costs $1,000 a year to be a member. And uh, they usually deduct that right out of your paycheck, so you never even see it in the first place. And they provide all kinds of really helpful services like crickets and that's about it and so i've been encouraging a lot of teachers in private conversations especially because all it seems like the ista is doing these days is sending you emails and flyers telling you to vote democrat telling you to vote against certain school board candidates and uh, basically Hmm. feeding you a bunch of political nonsense instead i encourage them to leave that union that does nothing for them and uh, to work closely with parents in their communities and you get an extra thousand dollars a year in your pocket what would what would they say they do maybe what would somebody that supports a teacher's union what would they say the benefit is they just, would just humor me here for a minute if i ever get sued or i ever were to get fired then the teacher's union yeah. would have my back uh which is not true because the ista uh does reject a lot of certain situations they really don't touch a whole lot the ista doesn't ever threaten action on behalf of a teacher they supposedly negotiate salaries with the district although they haven't actually been successful at negotiating higher salaries at almost any district in the state of Indiana. They seem to be particularly silent on a lot of school spending money on useless programs and projects. 
Are the unions here, the teachers' unions, and, and I want to be clear, this is clear difference between teachers' unions and the actual teachers. I'm actually talking about the um, state association itself. Even yes. a lot of local union heads are wonderful people that are also getting fed up with a lot of the garbage really? the state association is sending them. Yes. Uh, so my question is, how powerful are the teachers' unions here as opposed to radical leftist cities, heavily blue Democratic cities like like Chicago and in the state of Illinois or Washington, D.C. or California? It seems like they have a lot more pull. Um, you know, no, these kids aren't going back to school during COVID. Oh, wait. Oh, oh wait. You're going to make them wear masks? No, they're still not going to school because they don't have the vaccine. Oh, wait. We get the vaccine first. It seems like there were certain teachers unions in districts across the country that were more, more powerful than others. I mean, how, how would you compare Indiana to other states? I, it, it depends on what you mean by power. So as far as <laughs> politically, they are very far on the left. As far as actual institutional power in education, they have next to none. I mean, they can threaten a strike, but it's not really going to do very much, if anything. They mostly just organize rallies and tell their teachers what to believe, and they pressure the ever-living snot out of the legislators during uh, the legislator during um, sessions. Uh, governor Holcomb invites them over to his, you know, governor's residence. He doesn't invite any other experts in education over. So really they hold kind of a weird figurehead education power philosophically. Do they so you know you run for the school board it's supposed to be nonpartisan. You don't see an R or a D next to the person that's running when you uh, go to vote. Do the do the unions position themselves openly as democrats even though you know that's kind of the policy for um school board elections? I mean, they, we saw What's-Her-Face hanging out with Joe Biden saying he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, the, who's the Randy Weingarten? Yeah, you know, the, she's so the president of the partisan AFT. and a Democratic. Democrat. Well, and and Becky Pringle is incredibly oh, far God, to yeah. the left. It's ridiculous. Yes. So they are very open in what they do and don't support. I have a tweet from ages ago. It's this horrible PowerPoint poster that was I, I still hanging in an, a forlorn IPS break room talking about all of these evil things Republicans were pushing and they were very open against it, things like private schools and like religious freedom these horrible mm. things that, that the Indiana Teachers Union don't really care for and uh, they're very they're very open in, in being for the left donation wise like 99% of the millions of dollars that they throw out in donations a year go to Democrat campaigns. So we'll keep it here in Indiana because lawmakers are starting to consider the, um, well, a parent, uh, you know, a, a parents' rights and education legislation, much like they passed in Florida. Remember this uh, earlier this year um, in Florida, they, I mean, it basically restricts teaching of, of sexuality among young children. Democrats referred to it as uh, wrongly so the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Of course, the Indy Star has labeled it this Indiana version the "Don't Say <laughs> well, Gay" bill. Well, they can't read, so you have to forgive them <laughs> of that. They're 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 quite incapable so, of reading three pages of legislation. But it has nothing to do with saying gay. It it only applies from kindergarten through third grade in terms of the one I'm talking about in Florida. But Indiana's looking at similar legislation, and people again are up in arms about this. And I'm like, hey, look, can you just leave my kids out of out of you know gender identity 
and sexual orientation up until a certain grade at least, please? That's true. And and can by we, the way, there there are no legislators that are arguing that argued in Florida during their HB fifteen fifty seven, the quote unquote so called don't say gay bill, that if a, let's say there's a, a first grade teacher in Florida and he's gay and he is talking with his students and he said, So when I went home yesterday, I saw like maybe a math example, a word problem. He said, I handed my husband three apple pies. He ate one of them. How many does that leave? Is this the school going to bust in and say, you said my husband, that's gay. Get out of here. No, that's not going to happen. No one is arguing for that. They are saying you are not allowed to talk about sex and gender identity, a subject far above what K through fourth graders should be talking about in school. And that's exactly what they're considering in the state of Indiana. And good on them. It's about time. Well, I mean, look, you've been covering the the situation at where in Pendleton? Uh, yes, school, the South Madison Community School Corporation in Pendleton, where the the you know the gender orientation policy is that if the parents aren't supportive of a student's desire to transition, then you don't get to tell them. The teachers have to lie to their parents. Um, do, you, do you have any updates on that? Because you covered that at the school board meeting. Yeah, um, so I watched that school board meeting. I watched Dr. Hall, the superintendent, as well as Jack Sandifer, the school board president, uh, be very blatantly dishonest with parents, yeah. try to pin this whole thing on a non-discrimination policy due to U.S. Department of Agriculture funds uh, in relation to giving students lunches. It's like, well, we, we have to just treat lying to parents about uh, what a kid's pronouns and name are like we would treat a student who just wanted to be called Jeff instead of Jeffrey, which is so stupid <laughs> and, and such blatant dishonesty. Do they think we're all stupid? They yes. must, because yes. that's the dumbest thing I've you ever should, heard. You should, hear what, you should hear what a lot of administrators say about you when the doors are shut. It is extremely venomous. We discovered a story in Texas where a school board didn't know that they were on the microphone. And we're talking about one parent who was concerned about her son being bullied, yeah. that they were going to take a cup she had left at the meeting and they were going to shove it up her butt. And they were caught on the mic. Um, In New Jersey, let's go to New Jersey here uh, real quick because um, it's, um, unfortunately, it's the return of the mask in the Jersey. Return of the mask. Who are you? Return Return of the mask. mask. See the flu. Return of the mask. We know just what to do. One of uh, Jersey's largest public school districts requiring masks, Tony. Um, due to rising COVID-19 cases, Passaic Public Schools, 14,000 students, K through 12, uh, you're putting a mask on, even though the science is there that says these things really don't normally work. Maybe if you have a KN95 and maybe if it's fitted properly and maybe if you don't take it off for hours at a time, but I guarantee you ain't putting one on one of those things on a first grader. And the cloth ones that you buy from China, sure as hell don't work. And and like, studies have been shown. I'd like to take a moment and, and really throw this to all of our early childhood teachers and daycare workers right now in the state of Indiana. You that are driving home right now, or maybe you have this on in the background of the daycare. Just, just a moment to you. How did your kids do wearing those masks in your classroom, in your daycare centers, and, yeah. and other places? Did they wear the masks correctly? Never. Or was it an absolute chaotic, nonsensical fest? Oh dear, Hoosier child educators. Because from what I saw... Uh, kids didn't care. It did absolutely nothing. In fact, it may turn out to have been a more unhealthy experience. Yeah, very detrimental. Than anything else, not to mention the pain towards kids with speech impediments. That's damage we'll never see reversed. Big victory for uh, Attorney General Todd Rakita. Won a f- legal fight against President Biden's COVID vaccine mandates. Uh, court struck down a rule requiring vaccination for anyone working for 
federal contractors, quote, Hoosiers and All-Americans should have the liberty to make their own decisions on whether or not to get vaccinated. That includes individuals who happen to work as a federal contractor. No one should have to fear losing their jobs just because they opt against getting a shot. Another victory for Funky Todd Rakita. And while, as expected, COVID cases are on the rise, Tony, That's true. here is a Christmas tribute from Hammer and Nigel Records. The twelfth day of COVID my country gave to me. Twelve nurses masking. Eleven doctors freaking. Ten restaurants closing. Nine patients wheezing. Eight <laughs> ventilators. Seven hands a washing. Six feet a parting. Five new vaccines. <laughs> Four latex gloves. Three kids homeschooled. Two nasal swabs. And it's all clear for COVID-19. <laughs> yeah! Ah, yes. Another classic from, a holiday classic from Hammer and Nigel Records. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.